and welcome to Bangalore Bits. Hey, Subbu. Hey, how are you? Good. Are you still recovering from the India victory or? Mm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I didn't see the match completely, but I did see uh, the hat-trick by Kuldeep. Ah, okay. Right, right. Yeah, so. But one thing I, I wanted to mention, I mean, uh, uh-huh. we spoke about it. I really don't know why Virat Kohli is like actually uh, <laughs> screaming at every Australian batsman uh, and sledging. I really don't know what's there <laughs> to left to, to do show some any aggression actually. Yeah, just give him some time. I mean, I mean the Australians are like they're kind of playing like like Indians now. <laughs> they're so used to Indian conditions, they just don't show any aggression. I I have at least not seen the aggression. Yeah, I think uh, after the post IPL, the dynamics yeah. kind of kind of changed. I I think uh, Virat uh, really needs to grow up. Yeah, there yeah. is no need to actually bully around somebody who is not interested in getting bullied. <laughs> 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 It, it actually makes him a sort of a joker, right? Yeah, right. I mean, like, uh, I mean, that's, I think, is kind like of his nature. Yeah, yeah right. And uh, so, are you going... So, other thing I notice is that BCCI is kind of looking at uh, making it as like a cricket league uh, where they want to get away with the format of like uh, each country touring the other country, which is like kind of huge development, I see, because they're kind of moving it towards like a very similar to what the... The, the the NFL or the football leagues across the globe and stuff like that. So I think this kind of, probably this will be the last tour uh, where uh, each, I mean, either uh, like a five one-day series which we will have against one country and something. I'm, that's exactly what I've been seeing. I don't know how far it is true, but if that happens, then probably this will be the last one-day series between the countries. Actually. Yeah, what will happen? So they're going to have a 13-member league team, league system. So it's going to, they're going to play only the league against. Uh, so ev- every time you could probably have something like uh, what you see in football and other things, right? So you play for one season as one league, actually. Okay. So yeah. all 13 teams will play against each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So probably this kind of one-day one, one day series wherein one... But then they have to come, all have to come to one country and all that, right? Not necessarily. You know, that, that is the format of whatever the... The Champions Trophy and World Cup is anyway. Yeah, but I, I don't know how exactly. I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. yeah. They, they have worked out all the details. I don't know. But I, as far as whatever the signals I've been seeing, probably this will be the last one-day series between countries. Actually. We don't know. I mean, like... Uh, Only with BCC? No, I mean, ICCI oh, is making... Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, ICC making this change. Right, so enough okay, of... The good thing uh, is, I think, uh, India regained its number one uh, ODA spot. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, enough of uh, India-Australia series. So, what do you want to talk about this week? Uh, tech Disrupt. Alright, so SF2017 yeah. is what it's saying. Right. So, the, this is the annual event uh, which TechCrunch um, organizes. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, kind of like, I don't think it is is basically, uh, I mean, early stage ideas, right? No, no, not so at all, it's yeah. It's also even well-established companies come and talk about their uh, updates. I've not seen any early stage investment at all, actually. It is especially uh, if uh, if companies have a good product, which is 1.0, which right. is ready to be, you know, go out in the market, most of them come here. Yeah. Or they are in their alpha or beta stages. I yeah, think. something like that. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay, so uh, so why don't we start with the like the the finalists? I know there were yeah. so many 
Uh, I mean, different companies who pitched in ideas. Right, right. So then the show is basically organized in a way where, like, there are certain discussions which are hap which happened on the blockchain and other things. But uh, the whole core is basically like set of uh, startups has been like basically the the pitch. So, uh, is so this event happens only in San Francisco. Right? No, uh, I think anywhere it, else in, in I mean, I, it happens in New York, Berlin, UK, London. I think uh, in a year they probably conduct in three or four. Mm -hmm. uh, I have been only following either uh, in SF, uh, either this, I mean, I, this will be probably their primary or uh, like uh, the Marku event or something like across all four yeah. or five years. Supposedly. So I've been only following this. Uh, I've not been following not much of uh, con content coming from Berlin or London and that, not that much actually. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'll start with one of the company, or actually the winner. Winner, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, called Pi. Right, right. yeah. Uh, and this is uh, quite hot technology. <laughs> so, <laughs> especially with the uh, iPhone 8 and iPhone 10. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Launching wireless charging, uh, yeah. Charging, yeah. Uh, which is uh, not something new, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it, it was done by Pixel G, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. even. Uh, Palm, I guess? Yeah, Palm was also using yeah, Pixel G. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were also using Pixel G. So, so it is that old, actually. Yeah, right? so from 2009 or 8. Right. Uh, so, so this company is essentially what they are claiming, or actually they even demonstrated, not just claiming. Yeah, right, right. Uh, with the physical product. Yeah, with yeah. the actual product that yeah. uh, you don't even need a pad. Right, uh, yeah. What Apple introduced as a breakthrough technology like called AirPad or whatever. What's called AirPower? It's AirPower. Air yeah. So one single uh, yoga power mat <laughs> for your devices to, all of your devices to all charge it. Apple devices which has got the capability of uh, induction charging. Yeah. Right. right. So. But he did show, I mean, just a clarification. Uh -huh. I mean, he showed Apple Watch. Yeah. And Apple also Watch. the AirPods. Are they capable of? So the AirPods comes with an accessory uh, which you buy and put it on the box basically. Oh, the, the outer box. Yeah. So but watch is... Watch, I think, it comes with the it's with the Pixel G charger and oh, that. Okay. And the new iPhones are built with the wireless charger. So the I, AirPods will be having an another accessory which you will buy a dong, um, which you buy for about twenty dollars or thirty dollars. I don't know the cost actually. Uh, which you will just put on the on the AirPod right, box okay. and then you put them on there. So that's like essentially like you said. You no, know, it is one full mat where you keep all your devices in the night and then. Uh, it just gets charged in the morning. It's just very similar to what the induction stoves work, right? So. Yeah, I, th I think we uh, we touched upon this uh, in yeah, the last quite episode. Quite some time. <laughs> and I shared my experience on how this is not such a great experience for charging, especially right, right. with my Samsung Galaxy S8 and the, uh, the charger which comes with it, the wireless charger, right? Right. So where do you think this new, whatever Pi presented? Uh, uh -huh. I mean, they, though they claim that it is fast charging and all that, Right. How do you define fast? I really don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what's your opinion on this? So, I think, see, this is like, it's an interesting product in many ways. Uh, I think they are using similar technology, which is like induction charging. But only only difference is here is that basically you don't need to keep it on any mat or anything like that. Wherein uh, you buy the Pi device and then it creates a small magnetic field around it. And then, right. so the devices are, when the devices are kept within that... Uh, Within that kind of uh, uh, within the kind of 
basically the the kind of a scope or an area which is defined by pi so all the devices on that area automatically gets charged so i think the innovation there is that basically in terms of how do you dynamically create this magnetic field based on uh, th that's the kind of the, the secret sauce which is the, the company is just basically looking at saying that okay without having any other physical device or a physical mat you, you should be able to our device should be able to just you know, give you an ability to charge all of them and stuff like that. So it's an interesting product. Uh, probably it is just one or two. We have to see, wait and see how cost efficient it is. And uh, I mean, the, the way they are going ahead in the market is something similar to what we have seen, the wireless charger model, wherein um, you buy the Pi device as well you buy accessories which are like, um, uh, if your device does not have a compatible, I mean, if your device doesn't have a wireless charging capability, then you buy this accessory and put it on the phone or any other device you have and bring it to the to the arena which is closer to Pi, then it automatically charges and stuff like that. So, And uh, the other promise is there, uh, do you want to touch upon a little bit in terms of the future plans they have, uh, wherein uh, even if you are without those covers, if your device is capable of yeah. uh, wireless charging. That is how they demonstrated. Right. right. So they, yeah. they basically put like a sort of a case right. uh, on existing devices like I, the older iPhones or the Android devices and it was able to charge. Right. So uh, I think what they are saying is like uh, probably it's like sort of a uh, even a retrofit case market looks like. So they could put that sort of that case on any device. True. Uh, yeah. Whether it could be your Alexa home speaker or uh, it could be like interesting product for like many of the IoT devices actually, especially like. But, but I think IoT devices, I don't know if they really have this power hungry problem. Actually, ah, right? right, yeah. Because many of the IoT devices, they are optimized for power utilization. Yes, They yes, pretty yes. much run on a battery source. Small batteries, uh, yeah. even the throwaway batteries. Correct, and stuff which like even, I think good even for a year. So yeah. it's not a big problem there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think it's probably only uh, relevant only with the power angry phones. And yeah, tablets. phones, tablets, and yeah, yeah mostly. Yeah. Right. I mean, unless you want that convenience that you, you keep everything around this. Yeah. Which I think I feel you really need a significant real estate to keep this. <laughs> <laughs> keep this charger in the middle. Right. Or the, whatever the conduction unit. Yeah. So there's a saying about 12 inches in any direction, actually, yeah. of and the all device. The, all yeah. the phones and tablets have to huddle, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, like, for people who have not seen this device, it is, like, very similar to what you see in Alexa or any other mm. home speaker. It's just a kind of a cone which you connect it to your charger and leave it there. Uh, any device which is, like, brought in in the arena within of, like, 12 inches, uh, and if the device has a capability to charge wirelessly, then it automatically charges wirelessly. So that's the whole product. So it's right, there. But I think uh, if, if, if we connect back to the uh, Apple keynote, uh -huh, right. they said like they are partnering or they, they are pushing uh, major restaurants. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Power mat, right? yeah. I, I, I was <laughs> telling you, right? So I've been hearing the story of every furniture, uh, every furniture announcement or like the home uh, decos, everybody is saying that they are going to add this Pixel G charging mats on all yeah. the devices, like from fridge, like uh, cupboards, uh, tables, restaurant, uh, restaurant tables, and everywhere. Like I mean, the whole wet dream is that like you go everywhere, you put, put dropped your phone down, whether if you're in an office desk right. or like you're in a hotel restaurant or you come home or something. But uh, but this is an interesting. It's going to defeat that purpose at all. If at all, if they succeed, actually, yeah. I feel it's probably useful in airports. 
Yeah, it's um, yeah. Uh, like you don't have need to have so many sockets. You can True. just put one thing and say, okay, you can keep like five devices. Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and even at the home, like if you have like a board, say if three people living it with no, six I, devices. I still feel what's the big difference, right? So if you buy an air, uh, whatever the air power mat. Right. Yeah. It looks like significantly enough sufficient for charging a device. Right. And it could even charge your maybe your other. No, but I don't I'll, know, I'll, like Apple, like Apple could get finicky saying that it will charge only Apple devices. They will <laughs> do all that unwanted nonsense. Uh, but I think if, if I mean, if the, that sort of a real estate is anyway you have, uh-huh. I don't know how, this looks like a more fancy thing. I mean, no, I, the, 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 the other problem is, you know, this induction charges has this problem of uh, devices yeah. getting heating. So I think... But do we know this doesn't need? Um, I, because it uses a similar technology, possibly it could... Because be. when I felt, right, yeah. I, uh, it is only the phone is getting heated. Heated, right, right. right yeah. uh, the actual uh, the wireless charger panel. Uh, they, they'll uh, not. That doesn't get correct. Heat. Correct. So yeah. I think it, it is looks like a battery related issue. No, it's not an issue actually. So it's like induction technology. The stove works in the similar way, right? So you can keep your hand on top of the stove, where the stove you you cannot feel anything actually. Only the device which you keep on top of the stove. So the induction basically works in the other way around. Right? So so I I don't know whether this. If you're using Pi tomorrow, the device will have less heat or something. But I, I, I essentially, I think that it will not heat as much as how much you, I mean, like as today, if you put it in the mat, it might be probably, you feel that warmness much more because uh, you're keeping two objects very close, who's like continuously in interaction with the magnetic dev- magnetic poles and stuff like that. So I don't, I feel probably this will, this could probably be still warm. I don't know, but we have to see how it yeah, right. goes. Yeah, and they're saying they're looking at the uh, the promise. The, they're saying the price could be somewhere around two hundred dollars. Yeah, which is something like at this point it like really looks like a luxury. Whether I'll be interested to spend two hundred dollars to on a charger on a charger, yeah. right? So, but I mean, eventually things move ahead, and then the generation of iteration happens, and then. Probably we see the price drops and stuff like that. So it's an interesting uh, technology, as in to get introduced, and then to good thing to watch out and stuff like that. So in that sense, I think it's really, I mean, it's a good innovation to see how this wireless charging, I mean, the whole entire wireless charging stuff is moving forward. Right. Okay. So uh, I think the next interesting one uh, is about, uh, I think the uh, the virtual photo shoots. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Coloroma? Yeah, Color Mass. Color Mass, uh, yeah. I think that was a pretty cool demo what he showed. Yeah. So essentially what they are trying to solve is uh, if you are like say, uh, like a major furniture dealer or um, or even like any physical product manufacturer in large numbers, right? Right, right. So I mean, it could be uh, anybody like, I mean. Yeah, uh, right. yeah, yeah. So you do, you have to do a lot of photo shoots uh, of your products. Right. To put on stuff like uh, your brochures or websites or social yeah. media campaigns, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think that is exactly the problem these guys are trying to solve where uh, even before your actual product arrives right. uh, from your factory, right. uh, with the factory sketches of 3D models or whatever you have for your product, right. they should be able to, I mean, create like this high definition photographs. Using the colors and materials and background. Just to use the help of a simple web browser, actually, Correct. yeah. So, what do you think of this? I mean, I and this is like, uh, I mean, I'm really, uh, I, I was just really kind of uh, 
super excited to see this because I've been seeing this demo from IKEA who has kind of built this kind of a private catalog of objects. And every AR and VR demo we see, IKEA is just kind of demonstrating powerful uh, demos, throwing off these AR objects and stuff like that. So this is an interesting thing. So wherein, uh, like you said, no, uh, with, the, with the people who have got no 3D experience and who have not worked with the materials, uh, they will be able to, with the help of a simple browser, they'll be able to create the kind of a product. Uh, I mean, it could be a, it could be a sofa, it could be a table, or it could be like a, uh, even a, a, a visualization of a real estate uh, in terms of interior decor and anything. Wherein, including the materials, how the look and feel of the product, materials, what can be applied on top of them, everything can be built with a simple browser. Right. Uh, from from end to end, and uh, it just gives a catalog. Just imagine tomorrow if these guys are able to build a repository of, like, say, fifty thousand uh, objects, uh, which objects and materials in in a, in a, in a kind of a web scenario. Uh, I mean, they can build models and everything. I mean, the, the kind of whole entire product design, uh, which has happened using CAD, CAM, and everything. Uh, if you have, don't have any of those knowledge, you can still go ahead and, if, if not to the level what an, a precision engineer will do, but you can still go ahead and do a level where it is really extremely easy and simple, no time to learn and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm really uh, re but, uh, impressed to see. How do they actually control yeah. this, right? So, I mean, is it like uh, those models what they showed? Uh -huh. I mean, that's something I, I still didn't get. Okay. So if, let's like, say, I am a furniture maker, right? I think uh, the, what the core thing sells is my model of a sofa, right? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, how it looks, how it's yeah. ergonomics and yeah, color, so many, so many texture, and color texture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. important, but also the the whole structure or the build quality of it, right? Correct. Yeah. Which is a lot to do with how your uh, I mean, sofa is shaped also. Yeah, yeah, physical structure of the sofa, yeah. So, yeah. this is not like a marketplace they are creating, right? I mean, this is like you as a company uh -huh. uh, have to upload your own physical models right. uh, or the 3D models. Right. Then they are able to actually create, Correct. I mean, high definition photographs out of that. Like right, right. No, I mean, see, uh, like what happens now is that if you are building, uh, if you are building, say, for example, the example you gave is the sofa. Uh, right now, now what they have to do basically is they have to uh, build those 3D models and uh, create an animation along with it. I mean, like if not animation, it is like they have to create a model which along with the texture and everything to see how it is or they have to create a physical prototype to f do a Photoshop, I mean to do a f photo shoot of that and then put it in stuff like that. So here what happens is that as soon as you are ready with the, with the models or a spec for a product, you can just put everything and assemble them and apply the product in the real life scenarios wherever you feel, say if you're building a light or something like that, you can just, with all the material structure and texture, if you want to apply that into an existing room and you want to see that, how it looks like. So that's the kind of library they're trying to build here, wherein at one point of time, if the repository has become very rich, uh, all you have to have is to have your, your structural the structural objects uploaded to the to the site, and they should you should be able to apply all other uh, all other like in terms of building that entire product visually using a browser itself. Right. Okay. It, it was pretty interesting, and and uh, I mean though they didn't show how 
I mean, uh, so so it also shows like they have like very very rich sort of a background landscape and things like that, right? Yeah, I, I think. So how do you bring in those? I mean, yeah, you so have to shoot those landscapes and your background separately, and you superimpose these objects onto it. Or? I I don't know about that detail how it uh, actually exactly works to the level, but what I remember, I mean, at least whatever the demos which I saw is that. At a very basic fundamental level, if you create like a 3D objects of your product, and then you can just stitch them visually on a web web-based uh, tool, wherein you can apply either texture or a color of the product, so that you can immediately see with the very. I mean, you don't need to have any extensive knowledge of 3D modeling and stuff like that, wherein you're really able to build, pick up some of the objects which are there already in this repository, and then or assemble new items on top of it and i think the success there is that as they build this rich visual database of objects and materials then it's going to be like kind of a kids play for as the data becomes much more richer and stuff like that then it's going to be much easier for everyone to just go about saying visually how they can build this in 3d way and see and stuff like that okay right i mean they, this is like a, a step can be like Imagine you're building kind of an uh, enterprise catalog of objects, which can be like uh, like complete complete rich uh, database of all your products. Like if you are like say for example you're working on something like uh, uh, like say any hardware or uh, any any of the product designs which you're doing, you have like sub components and main components and many of them are working individually and stuff like that so that is kind of the database as it becomes very rich and the 3d modeling can be just used very easily to apply and put together all together into one uh, excellent finished product and stuff like that right so it was it was pretty uh, i mean impressive demo yeah. and, um, i mean we probably need to i don't know if they ever try i really like to try <laughs> yeah see what happens actually right so and it also i mean gives it's kind of becomes a back end service if you at all you want to look at it wherein if they enable it as an api of all the repository of their objects and there could be like very interesting clients can be built on top of it and stuff like that yeah okay uh, the third one which was another interesting one is uh, so the the product name is colorama right uh color mask color mask <laughs> yeah so we can add those links right yeah. in the podcast notes i mean this is an israeli company uh, called augmedics uh, yeah the next one you're okay, next one so yeah. uh, this is uh, essentially an ar glass uh, for assisting uh, spinal surgeons yeah i mean any any surgeon <laughs> essentially yeah, yeah i mean i looked at the demo the demo wasn't very impressive maybe they had some technical challenges on mm mm-hmm. Maybe broadcasting the video from the AR headset. Uh, okay. Uh, but I th- essentially, what the problem it's trying to solve is, uh, if you're doing a complex spine surgery, and like say if you're putting some screws in your spine, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, the doctors are generally using a sort of uh, an outdated probing device. Yeah. Uh, or they probably s- look at the monitor. Yeah, and, and then they're yeah. trying to use whatever whatever it's called the internal. body gps or something <laughs> like that right, yeah right yeah so to exactly see where you have to put that right particular insertion right 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 so what this helps is essentially you i mean the surgeons wear this headset mm-hmm. 
which is a sort of a google glass sort of a display right front. right uh, um, i mean what he was not able to demonstrate was the x-ray the part of it right yeah the it is basically na- uh, like a real time x-ray yeah and also but you can also see the objects which are there in front right so That's something i didn't quite get in the demo no i i want i understand from the demo that basically they are trying to uh, do a ct scan of uh, a ct scan projected live on your glasses hmm so that way if you're if you're applying a screw on your spine as you said no they'll be able to clearly see uh, to the precision level where it is and because the camera has a limitation in terms of uh, they'll not be able to penetrate an object and show you exactly say how far the screw has gone inside or something but if you're just doing a ct scan or something you should be able to really see them uh, even which can, i mean the vision can even pierce the object and then can show you something like in terms of so it is like once you have done a, a scanning a ct scan will gives you i think gives them an idea in terms of uh, to what level the, the and then the with the help of the software they will be able to project that and sense in a real time they will be able to show the surgeon and stuff like that so i think essentially that is exactly kind of an x ray vision uh, apart from having a regular camera basically right right okay so and i mean this the effectiveness of this can be only you know somebody who works on this field who works on who's like kind of a surgeon or somebody who day in and day out who does lot of surgery uh, with the help of a dumb camera and even it's given to them and then we have to see because i mean at least we have no i mean between us we have no experience right yeah. in terms of like really seeing this as a effectiveness and stuff like that but i mean whatever the data which is presented by the company looks like uh, many surgeons are like really impressed with the with the kind of uh, information it is able to project on the uh, project on the glasses actually okay and uh, it still requires an fda approval right yeah they yeah, this is they're uh, working on the fda approval yeah. and stuff like yeah so i mean this because this involves very critical operation yeah, yeah, yeah. procedures and things like that right, right. so it, it is definitely mission critical right yeah, absolutely i mean it needs to be like 1000% yeah, correct actually yeah, i mean yeah. obviously super reliable because right. you don't want surgeon to screw up your <laughs> spinal cord <laughs> <laughs> because some fancy gadget didn't show you some real x-ray yeah <laughs> so so uh, i think that's on that so what else uh so another interesting one i remember seeing is about this egg uh, thing you want to talk about that i mean the future family yeah future family yeah that's another one uh what's the egg yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i what's the name of that I, it's egg uh, egg x y t exite exite x y t that is pretty cool yeah uh, i felt at least uh, i mean I think what they were basically saying is like there are two types of uh, chicken mm-hmm. one is a broiler which is used for meat right yeah uh, what everyone eats right the other one is what's it called layers layers yeah yeah layers that's, that's pretty much the the lean guy uh, yeah. who actually is designed to lay eggs yeah that's his job yeah it doesn't grow much of muscle it's right. it's probably useless if it doesn't lay egg Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, it also sounded to me that uh, the male layers are absolutely useless yeah. not worthy of living both uh, 
I mean, not that the other ones are anyway living in India. <laughs> so anyway, these are absolutely useless looks like. So, so, so I mean, just to give you add another thing, what is it? This is primarily targeted on the f- uh, the broiler farms. Yeah, right. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. The farms which uh, which makes uh, I mean which ha- uh, like say produces these layers. Right. Right. Yeah. So. what he was saying what the guy was saying is basically he was an israeli farmer <laughs> uh so you're saying that they wanted to i mean if if like say the male layer come in and if they don't know in advance uh, where it's a male or female yeah the, so the the fo- the farm has to wait till the entire thing hatches actually correct yeah. so the whole uh, egg hatches and then they see okay this is a male layer then they immediately kill it <laughs> <laughs> and that's like a huge amount of uh, they kill or send it to other purposes so that's exactly I what mean, he is you are saying there is no other purpose right because yeah. they can't be eaten <laughs> i don't know what other purpose they have they probably just roam around i guess <laughs> so looks like i think the, what he was trying to solve is essentially uh, 50% of all the eggs which are hatching mm-hmm. uh, are male yeah. right and uh, before they hatch if something can be done if something uh, can be at least i mean like they can absolutely avoid the wastage right yeah uh, of these male layers being produced to the world and they <laughs> land in the world with no use <laughs> absolutely useless life they probably going to live <laughs> so i mean that's the fun part i like right so <laughs> so i think what he was saying is like they they invented some sort of a technology right uh, which can detect this Uh, in early stages right so i mean the, the eggs pass through a kind of a light uh, i mean like pass through a kind of a box wherein on the speed of light the eggs with the female and male are identified with the different colors and stuff like that so the fa- i mean the essentially the broiler forms can just go ahead and pick and choose which needs to be you know ideally eliminated which is ideally male actually so right yeah so i think the, the good part looks like uh, before if they identify this before it the egg hatches uh, they could sell those the male eggs right yeah. essentially for i mean they could sell it yes i can sell whatever uh, <laughs> uh, bullseye whatever they want to do with that so <laughs> yeah pretty interesting actually <laughs> so and they're using a kind I mean, of I, a i don't know if, they, if that i mean it looks like a universal problem i mean i don't think there is any different species of chicken in different parts of the world no i don't yeah it is a universal problem yeah is it okay yeah and we have to talk to some egg farmer in india yeah but, but probably i mean they are not even aware that such technology exists in in india i mean like probably i have not heard before this this is as a big problem as in uh but when i when i looked at it it looked like really serious problem for them for the for the really no, the boiler uh, farmers uh, lo- imagine i mean it has to also get into some sort of an automation correct true yeah right because right. like large farms yeah, use yeah. like millions of eggs Ex- yeah right and it, it, this cannot be done manually right it true. has to be integrated into the whole whatever automation cycle yes yeah yeah and they they have to mark the eggs in some kind of uh, right. like a very minute ink or something or when it passes through or something like that so i mean those i, I don't i have not seen but the technology exciting technology here is that you but keep but actually they could, I, i i was even thinking of a marketing message right so when they sell this egg uh-huh. they can also send like a feel good message saying <laughs> okay now you you have actually saved a, a male layer <laughs> coming to this earth and being killed immediately and you are consuming it <laughs> 
ప్రాక్టికల్ <laughs> practical problem it's a very practical problem yeah right yeah otherwise he he wouldn't uh, yeah do this right and i think the name he has given for the determination is called uh, sexit <laughs> right? so it's another cool name i mean this guy's names really nice <laughs> and actually i mean the, the, the listeners uh, they look at the note even the exact is named rightly right it's yeah. x y and t in capital x y yeah. the x y chromosomes and t right? t so right okay All right so do you want to go i mean there were other workflow related uh, uh, i mean features uh, i mean uh, products um, to solve things like uh, buying home insurance right right yeah i mean uh, determine what is the best home insurance as a homeowner you can choose in the from the market and stuff right. like that yeah i wasn't really excited <laughs> about it uh, then the other one was finding like a like the child i mean Uh, child care no yeah child care Infant or elder, elderly elderly care, care yeah, yeah right mm-hmm. so i mean it's, it's which is basically looks like a background uh, verification uh, platform actually. right yeah it's like uh, how how tighten the background checks can be done to but, but there were companies like that even in india right uh, yeah i mean i remember many years back there were, i i couldn't recollect the name but there were companies who were promising that i mean they could send this uh, uh, let's say i mean home assistants mm-hmm. right or home maids yeah i mean yeah, yeah i think all sort of background checks yeah but it is like kind of the promise here is that they are saying they'll deliver at the fbi uh, levels so which is like since with some kind of a military grade uh, no, background check how do you trust them right and is there a liability factor to it um, i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean that is always a subjective thing right so even if you if somebody has got does not have any criminal record for 20 years and uh, at just matter of minute or no, a time criminal record is one one thing but uh, i have seen so many actually child care uh, for i mean people in my apartment space where i am living in uh-huh. uh, i mean they may be well intended person but right. it is a pretty tough job right true yeah uh, i mean they pretty much stay with a kid for example for 12 hours yeah it's it's a tough job actually it's a tough job yeah. and then uh, they also go through those tantrums uh, yeah, yeah and they have their own behavioral aspects right, right. Yeah, i mean it's it very very difficult to assess those things correct yeah. even managing kid is like even managing emotional kid and managing very elderly yeah both are both are difficult. equally same yeah true right so it is not just criminal intent is just one aspect of it right I true mean, they yeah. may be like super clean yeah uh, but maybe they may they may not have the mental stability to handle yeah, yeah. Uh, i probably e- e- this kind of services could be like even if they they might be doing a psychological profiling and stuff like that. so i'm i'm i don't know exactly how or like in terms of how it is stigmatized stigmatized against certain people who are working in this area and stuff like that in us uh but looks like it is a very serious problem in terms of like uh, whether if you when you are hiring somebody to take care of either elderly or a kid and uh, there are like uh, parents seems to be really worried about in terms of whom we are getting in how 
they will behave with our kids or elderly and stuff like that so in that sense i think probably uh, it's it's more of a process automation more than the kind of in any other in a, any like in a technology solution as in but the technology solution is also there as a part of the product i mean as a part of the optimization of a process and stuff like that so in a sense um, so i mean since i don't understand this market that deeply in yours how it uh, how bigger problem it is actually uh, so only thing i could see here is that they are like saying like in terms of uh, it looks like it is a very big problem and then they are trying to put an optimized process in place so that you no know, it is just can be improved and stuff like that so right okay so uh, what else was interesting in that um other than this do you want to talk about a little bit about the rumor mill about uh, uh, facebook building a new hardware uh, which is like um, i don't know whether how far it is rumor and true because i think given the the lab 8 uh, f facebook lab a f8 uh, uh, person who came to techrunch who talked about it also so the rumor here is that basically facebook is building their own um, their own kind of a voice assistant with a screen uh which can which has an ability to do uh, uh, video chat all the time i mean whoever uh, their service is service layer is built around video chat primarily uh, along with other uh, other voice capabilities like in terms of like querying it or uh, skill levels and other things what we see with the google home or uh, uh, google voice assistant or as well alexa and stuff like that. so it um, and i mean like when then there were questions asked in terms of whether will it work with uh, alexa or google home i think they have not given any answer uh, but the, there is a strong uh, i mean there is a strong presence looks like in terms of they are working towards a product which is like which can have a ability to have a kind of a video chat as the primary driver for voice interface actually yeah right okay so uh, d- uh, i mean the, do you think that kind of scenario uh, so if if I, if you if in your home you have something like a screen with an a virtual personality and you have a dumb speaker which one would you buy actually i wouldn't buy both of them <laughs> i really don't want any any device which actually tries to oversmart me okay so. <laughs> no but i think the 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 interesting uh, argument there is that if you put a video screen like say you can have your own avatars like it's it's not like something you you speak to a say a physical object actually like i mean nobody is interested to talk to some uh, something like a at at the initial stages i think it might be interesting to talk to alexa or something but over a period probably you will be losing steam or something but if you have a screen and it has a personality will you be more motivated to talk to it or possibly but i think that, that is where i think the robots are coming in right so <laughs> no it's is a pre step to that right like i i mean i actually still prefer a robo than a screen uh, personality it, 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 like yeah screen personality okay. which is quite boring is like looking at a tv right 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 uh, i really like to probably interact with the robo but but this personality can respond back actually so it's not like as lucas like it's not like as a monolithic like tv right so you can ask and the and uh, and the and the video personality can just respond back and stuff like the other example which they were talking about in terms of like if you have a self driving cars 
and um, it's not very interesting to talk to a speaker there on a car. Yeah, so, t so talking about the self-drive cars, right? So, I mean, I, I still feel I think the these virtual characters, which is there on screen, mm -hmm. are probably not that helpful as what a physical robot could be, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, I mean, so you still are looking at a screen and trying to see, okay, what it's saying. Right, right. Uh, I mean, even they could add whatever great images or amazing voice to it, mm -hmm. but it's still virtual, actually. True, true, yeah. But I think the whole idea, I was just trying to take this far, too far as an extension, but uh, their idea is that primarily to have something uh, at a home wherein uh, you have video chat as a primary interface rather than voice, actually. So the differentiation between other, like what products you're seeing in the market, which is like your Google Home or Alexa or Apple, uh, Apple Pod or something like that, where most of them are just the smart speakers, wherein if Facebook is trying to make video chat as a primary interface and stuff like that. So it could be, we have to see. I mean, when, uh, probably they're saying it's May 2019 or something. Uh, yeah. So it's just like, uh, no, 2018, sorry, yeah. So which is like probably about six, seven months away from now. So let's see how it goes. But it's like an interesting uh, development wherein they're looking at, probably this is first hardware coming in from Facebook, if at all they release it. And uh, in a way, it is an interesting. They are able to skip uh, many levels of uh, iteration and move into really the real video and natural, natural language processing and stuff like that. From from this generation, if they are building that kind of hardware, which is, I think, something should be very commendable, actually, at least. Mm, right, OK. All right. So do you want to talk about anything else? or? I guess that's about it. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, there I mean, are, there are other workflow applications. Yeah. It's not very great to be... Yeah, there are other many interesting case. sessions were also there uh, about the blockchain and uh, cryptocurrency and everything was there. Um, uh, you can just take a look at them and we'll add link, th link, to, the, uh, link to the primary disruptor SFO link, 2017 link. So you, from there, you can just move ahead and then stuff like that. Okay. I think that's about it. All right. So talk to you later. Yeah. So you are not there next week. So we may probably have to skip next week and then. Right. So there won't be an episode next week. Uh, we'll yeah. do the week after. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little earlier episode. So, right. So, uh, so yeah. All right. So Bye -bye. look forward to the next match in Bangalore. Of course. <laughs> Bye. Bye.